Hi everybody and welcome to another edition of the Footy Social Club. Um, I'm joined by Gaz and Ryan. Um, we're going to do part two of our um, season update on who we think is the best player so far per team. Uh, got another five teams to do tonight and um, we'll go straight in with uh, with Sheffield United. Um, I think this was a tricky one. Sheffield United currently 18th. Uh, 10 goals for, 31 goals against. So I hope none of you boys have picked the goalkeeper. Uh, so minus 21 goal difference, uh, five points in total. Um, who am I going to put in the hot seat straight away? Let's put Ryan in first off, shall we? <laughs> Thanks, mate. Appreciate that. Um, I guess firstly, I'll start with apologies, Sheffield United, any Sheffield United fans listening. Um because I'm not going to be overly complimentary here. Very tough team to pick, as you highlighted, Steve. Can't really pick any defenders or certainly not the keeper. I guess you could commend him for the amount of times he's picked the ball out the back of his net. Um, but the number of lapses they've made this season across the back line, I, I feel it was very hard to even consider them. So I've found someone who... Maybe deserves a bit of credit, and that's Gustavo Hammer or Hammer. Um, two goals scored this season from midfield, which makes him their their joint top scorer, I believe. Um, most shots attempted. At, on, well, I don't think on target, but certainly most shots taken across the team. Double-digit tackles one. Um, it's tough to make a call for anybody. Like, I think, although they're not bottom, I do think that the bit. They've shown probably the least over the last. Maybe after the maybe after the Spurs game, they've shown the least sort of fight and and the least capability to be able to stay up since that point. I know they've won since, but that was a dodgy decision against Wolves. Um, I don't really feel as a, a, a massively outstanding honourable mention. Maybe McBurney because he's only started six games and scored a goal and got an assist, but. I really feel that I'd be stretching by, by by mentioning anybody else. So hopefully by later in the season, we'll have a few more players that stepped up if we do another review towards the, the second half of the season. What do you have, guys? <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> tough one. Um, obviously, yeah, I'm also going to apologise yeah, for United fans. Uh, you know, the problem is with Sheffield United, they've just been so poor this season, haven't they? They haven't really created much sort of spark there. And um, the two up front, um, two well, two most promising players, you know, back in their youth days. Um, obviously, one ex um, Villa player, Ryan and Cameron Archer, and obviously uh, Ryan Brewster that was, you know, an absolute baller at Liverpool back in his early days before he went to Swansea. Um, so I'm probably going to choose between one of them two, really. Um, that should be uh, that Hamer. Obviously, you know, he deserves an honourable mention. I think he's got a couple of goals as well. Um, so really, I think if they're going to get anything out of this season, they need one of these two strikers to, to sort of kick into gear. So um, and, the, and the likely one I think that's going to do that is probably Cameron Archer. So I'm probably just going to go with Archer um, because he does look as if he, you know, if he can get the supply to him, um, I think that's one of the things they're missing. If they get the supply to him, I think he's the likely person that's going to get them, you know, double digit goals, which is uh, something they're going to need to stay up. Steve? Yeah, interesting boys. I uh, thought you might have come up with a few more names than that, but uh, you know they've they've got uh, they've got a squad of about twenty five players. You know, so it's just not. 
<laughs> yeah, um, but they've got about ten in defence. <laughs> <laughs> That's all they do is defend all game. I've come up with the the player. I actually, um, well, I'm going to give the honourable mentions first off. I think, as far as uh, as far as Sheffield United are concerned, um, I mean, my opinion is that Sheffield United have done really what they should have done as far as a team is concerned or a club is concerned. They've not they've not broken the bank. They've they've been quite sensible. They've taken the money. Um, always going to be tricky for them to get to stay up. And I think they sort of hoped that they would have a little bit of a run and stay up. And they might still, because let's face it, it's still early days in the season. Um, Jack Robinson has played um, all 12 games for them. 409 passes, 80% accuracy in passing, three big chances created. Um, so he deserves an honourable mention, I feel. Um, defensive midfield player. Uh, James McAtee. Um, he's not started all the games. He's played eight games in total. Um, he's created a few chances. So, again, he's another one who's uh, put himself about. But the one, I think, who should be their player of the season so far, and he's an older player, 32, um, Oliver Norwood, who's played 11 games for him. Um, he scored in the Wol- win against Wolves. Um 2.3 clearances per game, 2.5 tackles per game. Um, this is obviously one. Um, 1.1 interceptions. Um, it is hard with Sheffield United because there is nobody stand out there. And they are more of the sum of the parts, really, in some respects. They are, they're, they're, you know, they got up being a team. So actually, if they're going to stay up in the Premier League, they're going to be a team. Um, but my vote would go to Oliver Norwood. I did pick up on Gustavo Hamer, I've got to be honest. But he just didn't seem to have done enough for me over the course of the season. He's bet he's better, I think, than he's looked this season. In fairness, he's been a bit in and out. So yeah. I think that's um, the problem, isn't it? I do think that's a major problem. There hasn't been. You are right; they are a team, but there hasn't been somebody who's gone on a run of say scoring in two or three games in a row, or you no. know, a defender or midfielder that's really grabbed a game by the scruff of the neck over the course of a couple of games and. And made a huge difference. I think that's the problem with yep. with Sheffield United and, and maybe other other clubs that will come on to later on. But it's it's hard. I do think <laughs> I do think that's that's you know Sheffield United are a tough one, and I think that possibly uh, Burnley will be another tough one when we cover them on a later uh, later edition. So. Well, we've, we've all mentioned different players there, boys. So. <laughs> <laughs> You can have the you can have the final. I think we should give it to Hegelbottom. I, sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, we should just give just, it to Fotheringham. <laughs> well, Fotheringham, yeah. well, he, did, he, did, he did have a good he did have a good session in goal at the Spurs game that Fotheringham. He must have had about twelve saves that game when we absolutely <laughs> peppered them. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, pick away, choose away, Steve. Well, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the lead, um, and I'm gonna go with Oliver Norwood only because I think he has he's been at the club a little while. He's um, put himself about in midfield. He's obviously having to you know stem the tide of better better players against him. So uh, let's go with him as being their best player of the season so far, but begrudgingly almost I think with regard yeah. to that. So um, on to the next side, um, next side of Forest who um, are 14th, um, 14 goals against, sorry, 14 goals for, 18 goals against. Uh, so a minus four goal difference, although they're 14th. 
um, 13 points so far. So, uh, Ryan, as I put you in the hot seat for the last one, let's go over to Gaz for uh, Forrest's best player of the season so far. Yeah, a little bit easier with Forrest. Um, I mean, uh, they've been very, very good at home. Took Villa apart when Villa played them. Uh, sorry, right? Uh, when they played them at home, and um, you know they look at a good team at home. Actually, uh, they've actually got a run, good easy run of games actually coming up. I think they were going to have a good little spell until I see their big striker um, Awonyi starts with an A, ends in an I. Uh, <laughs> he has got a groin injury and he's out till the middle of Feb. Um, and I think he's been very good. He looks like every bit of a good striker, him. Um, behind them, obviously, you've got the two creative boys in like Alanga, uh, who's come from Man United. I'm surprised United got rid of him. I think he's really, really quality, him. And obviously, that Gibbs White is their sort of big money transfer from Wolves, their sort of superstar. Um, but uh, yeah, so I'm going to probably, if I'm going to hazard a guess, I think they're going to really miss that on you up front, you know, playing. I think Chris Wood's going to be playing up instead by the looks of it. Um, but I'm actually going to give it to their guy up top here, Nwanya. Fair right. enough. Yeah, you mean, you've, you've completely killed what I've <laughs> made notes on, to be honest. Um, yeah, I, I, I went with, I don't know how you pronounce it either, Awanyi? Yeah, Awanyi, um, that'll do. <laughs> so, yeah, for, for me, any Forest game I've seen, like he started eight games this season, featured in ten, they look a, a much greater threat. When, when he's on, on the pitch, four goals, two assists across that spell. You know, that's a decent a decent impact for a team that Steve, you said, has only scored 14 goals. But he's been involved in six of them. So I think, for me, it's a bit of a no-brainer. Although I, I, you mentioned Alanga, I think he definitely deserves a mention. Been a solid signing for them since joining, considering they've got a squad of about 60 players. He's made a decent, a big impact on them. Um, featured in all their games, two goals, three assists. Um, to reiterate what you said, when you look at the state of United's attackers, they must be scratching the the owners must be scratching their head as to why they they let him go. But Crazy, they lost his uh, his forest skin. Uh, I don't really hold yeah. any sympathy for Man U for that one. So good on him for making the most of his move. But yeah, I, I think I think I want the probably probably just gets the nudge over him. What do you reckon, Steve? Yeah, I mean, he was one of my um, my players that I picked out. Um, there was there was a couple of others I did pick out. Um, Ibrahim Sanga, Sanga, um, midfielder who came from PSV in the summer. He's had a good start of the season, and um, a name from the past almost, Willie Bowley, who um, who has played nine games, two point three tackles per game. 1.6 interceptions and I think probably a telling stat for Forrest he's made 4.9 clearances per game so mm. at the end of the day you just sort of think to yourself that's you know they they do play on the break Forrest you know they're, they're very much a break side but I can't disagree with you two that you know Alanga's been very very good Morgan Gibboy I didn't actually realize he was only 23 until I looked I thought he was a little bit older than that but actually he's still got time to become you know a real top player I feel yeah. um but yeah I think um big Taiwo um probably gets well the done. vote <laughs> yeah the four the four are goals going, are, we going, are we going Taiwo are we not not a surname what's his big, surname Steve <laughs> <laughs> a Wong Yi. 
A wongy. Yeah, and I've been practicing that. So you're going up. It's a I wongy. Should've. What have you gone for? Right, a wongy. And I'm. No, I'm like, I wouldn't need you. I think I went for it. I literally just read it how I saw it. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I think we're going to go for big, uh, big. Well, I'm going to call him Big Taiwo um, as Taiwo Ian Forrest, front. best player of the season. Because at the end of the day, like we've all said, goals win your games, and probably without his goals, they could even be in the bottom three. So. Yeah. Yeah, fair play. So, on to the next ones. Um, Everton, Gazza's, I think, probably third or fourth favourite team that he has on the uh, on the regular pod that we do. Um, please, if you've only just found us, obviously, on here, we do do a regular pod every Monday and every Friday. We do a preview of the weekend's games. We do, um, we do bets. We do all sorts of things. So, please do, you know, like and subscribe and uh, you can see all our content. Um Everton, 19th. Obviously, uh, I've done this after their uh, 10 point points deduction. So currently 19th with a big asterisk against it that could be changing. Um, 14 goals, 4-17 against. So uh, minus three, um, four points when obviously they were on 14 previously. Um, over to you. Ryan, for uh, your Everton uh, players, who you think? Uh, okay, so my, my main one I've gone with to Corey. Um, I feel he might be a popular player, but he's been an absolute monster in them from midfield after the first few games. Um, he's just a unit. I think Gaz did refer to him as the li- little guy. He said little something. <laughs> I don't know what would be little about him. Like he's a, he's a, that was he's just a figure of speech. He's not little. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's just a figure of speech. He's just an absolute unit. Um, he is. Added, added more goals to his game this season as well than I feel he's done before. Whether that's a, a slight change in position from Dyche or not, I'm not sure. But yeah. four goals already this season. Um, completed over 80% of his passes. Double-digit uh, tackles won as well. And he's removed red cards from his game which I think sort of followed him around a little bit where his head could go. So I, I think he's been a huge part. I know Anana plays alongside him. They've probably got the biggest midfield in the league, but I think he's been their standout player. Um, my honourable mention, I could have went with Pickford. Obviously makes a lot of saves for, for them, considering especially in the earlier part of the season, they, they were poor. But I've gone with a bit of a, a rogue one. I've, I've actually gone with Gaz's favourite player uh, Calvert-Lewin um, and this is solely because of recent weeks because I think when you see a fit Calvert-Lewin in that team he, they're a very different proposition to play against he offers them some he offers them height puts himself about he can finish although Gaz is a bit wary about that um, and for me it's no coincidence that their form's picked up since he's regained his fitness three goals in nine games it's not it's not world-breaking, but typically Shocking. his record is better than that. Um, so if he could stay fit, I, I genuinely think he could be... He, he's another player we spoke about, someone last week. I think it was Solanke who could move on. You know, if, if, if bigger clubs were looking... If Calvert-Lewin stayed fit, he'd be at a better performing club than Everton, I feel. Go on, guys. Annihilate everything I've just said. <laughs> Only the DCL. He's a busted flush. He's done. Uh, yeah, one in uh, one in three ain't enough uh, if you're going to be any good. 
Um, but uh, no, I think what's I, I echo definitely what you say with um, Decore. Decore's moved into that sort of that like number ten role now. Um, before he was playing much more of a sort of central sitter with um, that Onana, and he's better being a little bit further forward. Um, so. That's why he's been playing, getting a lot more joy. But the reason why I think we've been getting a lot of joy, speaks to a lot of Everton fans, is the inclusion of um, Harrison to this midfield. He's created so much more of an engine there that's allowed them to sort of put, play a lot more higher up the field. Um, you know, put, you know, Harrison alongside Anana with Garner in there allows Decore to have this more of a free role in that ten role, where, and that's where he's you know causing so much more hassle. Um, so I have. Um, on, they're all my honourable mentions, but they're not the guy, the main guy that I've picked. Uh, the main guy I've actually picked is definitely a future star. Uh, Everton's just tied him down to a long-term contract, even though that doesn't mean anything because he will be in a top four, top five team very, very soon because Everton aren't going to get in top five. Let's have it straight. Um, and a guy called Jared Branthwaite uh, at the back, young lad. Very, very good, this guy. Um, I'd even put him in, you know, I'd have him at Tottenham in a heartbeat. Uh, he's, he's very, very good. And I think he's, he's going to go somewhere really good. Um, just in the last sort of five games alone, um, you know, even though they've only lost one when he's been playing, um, and that's mainly uh, one of them was against Liverpool when they had that real dodgy decision, um, you know. But so for me, uh, I'm actually going to go for Jared Branthwaite because uh, he's been very, very good. See? Interesting, Jazz. That is a that is a left field one. I mean, I have um, I've got well, I've got three honourable mentions. Um, Pickford is definitely one of them because he, I mean, he's had he's had four clean sheets in a side that haven't been doing particularly well. One penalty save, um, and has actually made some real, real world class saves. Yeah. I was always a little bit of a of a. You know, what? Why does why does Gareth keep picking him? All this sort of stuff. You know, should he be? But actually, in the last probably eighteen months, he's really come on as a goalkeeper in in my mind. So, and I've he's got a great no kick, He's a great kicker, isn't he? He's, he's very, with the very, balls. Very, very much. I mean, he made a thing. I think it was a game against Sheffield United. I think remember early in the season, and he made a couple of unbelievable saves. So, yeah. you know, honourable mention to him. Um, Calvert Lewin, I also got because I do think that. He makes them a different force. Um, he's their focal point. And I think without him as a focal point, they do struggle to have something to play off. Um, all right, he probably hasn't got the goals that Gaz would like him to have. But at the end of the day, he has still got three goals, one assist, six big chances created. So not too bad. Um, perhaps That'd a little be more bit than of a left field. Wouldn't it? You know say? That'd be more than Richardson, wouldn't it? That would be more than Richardson, <laughs> yeah. Probably quite a lot. <laughs> um, not, as, not as many as Decore. I think Decore's got four, isn't he? Or three or four? Yeah, yeah. Decore's yeah. got, got four. Got four. Yeah, I'll, come on, I'll yeah. come on to him in a second. Um, James Tarkovsky. Now, that might Solid. well be the Braithwaite thing as well, Gaz. But again, he seems to have settled in to Deutsch's system a bit better. Uh, yeah. Two goals, one assist for a big defender. Um, one point three tackles, three point seven clearances per game. So he's obviously doing something right again. Um, but to me, I couldn't see past Decorey because I just think it's it's the way he's almost picked up the baton and ran with it well this season. Yeah. He really has, like you say. I think Dice has moved him to a slightly different position, and obviously you've spoken about the fact that he's got players around him that allow him to do that. 
but he just looks an animal. He just looks like sort of player who could really play. I mean, he's playing at the top level of the Premier League, but it's in the middle of the Premier League. I think he could go and play for a, for a Chelsea, for a Newcastle, for you know, for a Villa, perhaps even Ryan. You know, you know, he just he just looks like a real good player, and that's yeah. why I came out as being um, to Corey four goals, one assist, sixteen big chances created. So perhaps they are the ones that. Calvert Lewin's not putting away, Gaz. Absolutely. <laughs> so, so we're going with Calvert Lewin, um, yeah. <laughs> Gaz would be well shot. I mean, Gaz, Gaz is the one with the big blue door outside uh, Goodison in front of his house. So um, yeah. you know, who are we to argue? I suppose. But I do, I do get that. Braithwaite White has definitely come onto my radar as well, and he does get some some very good reviews. Um, whether he's only done it over a very short space of time so far, and perhaps that's going to be the thing in the next sort of four or five games might catch up with him because he's a young lad, so it might well do. Um, he's only 21, so it could well be that it catches up with him a little bit. But yeah, he's definitely on people's radar, I'm sure. So I don't mind. I'm quite happy to be swayed if you two would like to sway us, but you know. Uh-huh. Decorey's good for me. Decorey. We've all mentioned him, haven't yep. we? Two of us picked so, him. So we'll, we'll go think, with Decorey as being Everton's best player so far this season, then, yeah? Yeah. Sounds good to me. Right, on to one that was easier but not easier almost, and that's um, Newcastle. Um, Seventh in the table, uh, 27 goals uh, for, 13 goals against, so plus 14 goal difference, 20 points. Sitting currently in... um, the Europa, one of the Europa Conference League positions, I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah, Ryan, what do you think for Newcastle? What you got? Um, so I've gone for Anthony Gordon. Um, the reason I have actually picked him is because I thought he had a very minimal impact when signing last season. And this year, he seems to be a very different player, really up for it, provides the team with a lot of energy. Justifying the money that Newcastle paid, it, it was a lot because Everton were commanding commanding that money to release somebody in January. But four goals already this season, two assists. Uh, he's just a real live wire. And you can, you've got to say Harvey Barnes who, because when he went out with injury, you, you're thinking well, that, that could hurt them. And he's really stepped up to the plate. I've got the, the dubious winner against Arsenal, which I'll mention for... For our good friend Christian, he'll appreciate that. But um, yeah, I, I, I think he's been, I think he's been a real, real breath of fresh air for them. He just needs to change his haircut away from uh, a Gail Platt type haircut, and he'll he'll be rocking. So um, yeah, fair play to him. He, he's been really good. I, I would give an honourable mention to to Wilson. If Wilson could stay fit, that guy would be. Lethal. Like he's got seven goals this season already, but the guy just can't. It's like he plays three games, scores five goals, and then gets injured for three games. Um, I know he's actually scored, I think, six as well. But yeah, I think Wilson would be a top scorer every year if the guy could actually play 30 games a season. Trippier, another one, six assists already. I think three of them might have come in the same game, but still, for a right back, that's no mean feat. Um, so there would be my two honourable mentions. But for me, Anthony Gordon. Steve, what do you reckon? I'll, I'll keep you till last this time, Gaz. Um, I've got uh, yeah, I've got four players who I picked out. Um, one who I thought had probably had a better season than he perhaps has, but he's not had a terrible season. But uh, Bruno Gimaresh, Um only one goal, a couple of assists, 
18 chances created, which sounds loads um, until you actually look at Trippier's chances created. <laughs> and he's had 31. <laughs> so just a, just a few chances created from him. As you say, Brian, um, I've got seven assists. Um, 1,110 passes attempted, 915 completed. I think that's a fit pretty. And actually, he is miles, miles the most in the Newcastle side, which when you think he plays right back, it's quite impressive because you generally find us as central defenders or central midfielders who have the best stats as far as that's concerned. Um, Honourable mention to, the Lord, to Sean Longstaff, um, who's been talked about as being possibly the next one off the rank for England, possibly. Uh, 12 games played, three goals, two assists, seven chances created. But again, I couldn't really disagree with Andy Gordon. I think he drives them on, um, which for somebody who last season wasn't really at it as far as I could see. I think that's impressive. Um, ten chances created as, as what I can see for Andy Gordon. Obviously, he's scored his four goals, two assists. Um, yeah, he's just one of them players who just seems to have stepped up when you needed him. I think there was a game, I'm trying to think who it was against earlier in the season, he, and he and he came on after about, it might have been Arsenal possibly, possibly um, he came on after about ten minutes or so when somebody got injured. It might have even been um, Harvey Barnes. And literally just run the thing. Just absolutely run yeah. it. And I just thought, what an impressive player. So, yeah. So, for me, I don't disagree with the anti-Gordon. So, what are you thinking, Gaz? Well, Ryan's been reading my uh, notes. <laughs> because uh, We do I, live I... the other side of the world for anybody who's recently <laughs> listening. That's not true. <laughs> uh, it is a bit mad, this. But, yeah, um, like I said, I'm a big fan of uh, Gordon as well. Um, it could be a bit of a full house, this one. Um, <clears throat> four goals, looking really, looked apart. He's got that sort of arrogance about him. Um, you know, he seems to take the game by the scruff of the neck. He gets a lot of stick up here uh, on the red side, um, saying he looks like uh, Claire Balding <laughs> with his hair, yeah. which is quite funny. And uh, so, yeah, so Claire Balding. Um, and, uh, you know, Trippier is, oh, I mean, what a player. I mean, why did Tottenham let him go? But he's come back from, he's come back for, from Atletico looking like, like he's learned so much as well because he was good at Tottenham. But, you know, when he come back from Atletico, it's like, this guy, why didn't get him back? Um, Tottenham sold for 20 million quid as well. Sounds a bit, <clears throat> I'd love to have him back now. Um, but yeah, everything seems to come down this right-hand side for Newcastle. Here with Trippier, uh, I could want to say with Wilson and Isaac, they, they deserve a little mention as well. But for me, Gordon, guys, I'm happy to go with Gordon with you boys. Yeah, that's good, good, good stuff, boys. Um, can I, I mean, at the end of the day, there's been, a, there's been a lot of talk about, I mean, I spoke about Sean Longstaff for England. There's been a bit of talk about, obviously, Andy Gordon for England. I mean, have you, you know, Ryan, what's your take on the fact of him, you know, possibly he could play for Scotland? Um, you know, what would you do if you were him? What would you use your thoughts? What would I do if I was him? Um, let's be honest, it's, it's probably unlikely he's going to make the Euro squad just because of how late it is. If I was him... It is a position that we England are looking for. We don't, that we, well, that's, just, that's what I was going to say. Like, you, at the moment, like, he plays left wing or left, left forward. You've got Rashford playing there who shouldn't be in the squad. It's before him previously, so I'm not going to shoot him down completely. But the guy's out of form. Look, Grealish, Grealish, who at the moment doesn't miss. really start for Man City. I, I, I don't know if I don't know if Gareth trusts him, so okay, yeah. I think that's another problem. 
Who else plays there? Or would play there? I, I Foden, really trip, Foden sometimes but, drifts over there as well, doesn't he? Yeah. But, uh, for me, you've got two. You got, and there is going to be a bit of bias here. But you've got Anthony Gordon. You've also got Jacob Ramsey when he gets back fit, who's been a big part of the England under twenty ones. They could be the next two to really be in uh, to push for that position. So, what would I do if I was him? I'd maybe wait and see if Gareth leaves after the Euros. Yeah. Give it six months. I know you're missing out on a competition, but does he want to play for Scotland? Or does he want to play for England? I think that's probably going to come down to it. If Gareth stays, then he probably should switch his allegiance to Scotland because Rashford will be playing until Gareth goes. Um, yeah. We know he's got his favourites. I'm not going to go on another rant about him, but he has his favourites and it's very difficult to start within the team unless you're a Bellingham where he probably gets sacked if he didn't play him. So that's my thoughts. I'll be interested to hear what you, you two think, but I would recommend wait until, you know, wait until the... the um, after the Euros are done. He walks into yeah. the Scotland team, that's the only thing. He like he walks into yeah. the Scotland team right now. That's the that's probably the the tough one. And I'm, I mean how many chances you get chance to play in, you know, a World Cup. And I don't know how old he is. How old is he by the way? Is he he's not he's, he's not only twenty two, twenty three. He's young. Not, yeah. Yeah, he's still so young. He's quite young still. So but like you think in there, I mean Grealish, what's Grealish? Grealish is about twenty seven, is he? Twenty six, twenty seven? Screenish, yeah, right? About that. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's so about he is going to be playing second fiddle to him. Foden will be playing on the left because no one's shifting Bellingham and, and say, even Madison in the middle there. And we've got a lot of good players in the middle there, haven't we? Um, so for England, so it could be a tough one. But um, if it was me and I was him and I had a bit of Scottish blood in me, I think I'd be shooting down the old Scottish road, road I think. Mm. Yes. There's there's a lot to, in my mind, there's there's a lot, there's a lot to it. There's a because. If you're an England international, you you can come you can. There's no two ways about it. In my mind, you can command better wages, better um, better contracts. You know, your your, your Adidas's, your Nikes, and those sort of people who, who give con- contracts out like confetti sometimes to these sort of England players and top players. I think he's got it in him to make it big time, and I just wonder if he's. It's going to sound a bit harsh on perhaps you know perhaps Scottish our Scottish viewers are not going to like it, but I think he was, is he almost selling himself short going to Scotland because mm. let's face it they've they've you know Steve Clark's doing an unbelievable job and he's qualified him for the sort of last couple of tournaments all that sort of stuff, but is that going to continue? That's the thing, isn't it? and is he is he going to end up being you know for the short term game? Is he going to you know have long term pain? And that's the thing. And I think if I was advising him, probably like you, Ryan, I'd probably be saying. You know, look. Let's not get too ahead of ourselves. Let's let's just sit in and let's just let's just wait because he is definitely a player who could play international football. And yeah, you know, England are going places as far as I can see. They're, they're you know, once Gareth goes, in my mind, I mean, he might prove me completely wrong in in you know in next summer. But to me, when they get a manager in who actually can get those six front players all in the team without the double pivot and all that sort of bull that he does you know he, he could be a defining part of that you know a real big yeah, piece I of agree. That, so. it's also tough for like Scott it's, it's a lot easier for Scotland to qualify for Euros than it is for a World Cup because of the number of places yeah. I know the number of teams is going up in, uh, in Europe so that's probably something else he needs to factor in is if he goes to Scotland yes he's going to play every time but it could be four years anyway if he doesn't make the switch before this Euros it could be four years before he plays in a competition anyway because of the fact if they don't qualify yeah. for the World Cup, then he's waiting another four years. So 
It's a tough one. Yeah, no. Uh, I, I, who I is it? Where, where does the Scottish bloke yeah. come from? Do we know? Is it like a, a cousin or a uh, long lost auntie? I think it's sorry. from the game Gordon, and I think they've just sort of, sort of seen Gordon as being like <laughs> sort of quite a Scottish name, and that's where they're. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> and he's, and he's yeah. quite pale. <laughs> he's quite pale. Yeah. And he's got that haircut that looks like a little bit like Rod Stewart. So at the end yeah, of the day, you yeah. know. Could... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess there's no real major allegiance there. So it's not like if his mo- mother or father was Scottish and he was sort of brought up with that form of heritage. It could be a bit, but then again, maybe he just wants to play international football and will be proved wrong. Yeah, yeah. It'd be yeah, interesting possibly. to see. Your pe- other players have done it in the past. We know that. So, right, thanks for that, boys. Right, on to the, on to the last team that we've got covered t- today. Um, Chelsea, um, currently 10th. So, definitely mid-table. Um, can't get much more to mid-table than that. 21 goals, four. Um, eight of which have been scored in the last two games. Um, 16 against, so a plus five goal average. 16 points so far. Um, over to you, Gaz, for your uh, for your Chelsea picks. Yeah. Um, first little mention, uh, we've got to mention him, uh, even though he scored the most lamest hat-trick in the world against Spurs uh, in Nicholas Jackson. Uh <laughs> There is a player there. I do agree. Um, for a while, we've always, me and Steve, Steve both said so that there's happy. a player there somewhere. Um, <laughs> but we just don't know where it is. And he's popping up with sort of three gifts of goals and he's now on six. But yeah, he's going to take a bit of a while to kick in. I think next year is going to be when he really gets a look in. And that's obviously, he's going to be fighting it out with Nkunku then. So that's going to be an interesting one. But for me, um, Another honourable mention is Sterling. Sterling's been fantastic. He's been unplayable in certain games. And uh, again, you know, he seems to have everything Sterling apart from that, that finish. You know, that finish. Um, <clears throat> but my pick is going to go... I, I was really umming and ahhing between my pick. I was between two. I was between Gallagher with his five assists and Palmer with his four goals. And I'm just going to edge with Palmer. I think he has been uh, a real standout player for for uh, Chelsea. Um, you know, he's just he's he's very gifted. This kid, uh, you know, playing in that sort of ten role, and he is a guy. He's you know could also play on the left at England, so he could be another sort of um, one that you know could definitely go to the Euros. I think he should, he should definitely go. And uh, for, so for me, I'm I'm going to just edge Palmer Harrow, who's very close. Gallagher has been very good this season, so Palmer for me. Uh, right. Okay. Um, I've actually gone with Sterling. Um, I don't feel he's got four goals and an assist, which I don't really feel reflect the impact that he's been having on games. Um, I know you've mentioned Jackson. And I know this might upset Steve a little bit. If that guy could finish, his stats would be a lot better. Um, like <laughs> he's just been. He, he looks more like that Man City. That Man City player, and like even the, the year that Liverpool had their title run, where you know he, he really affects games. How he we're talking about pick players in the England squad, like how he's not getting a pick at the moment is, is beyond me. I think he's been in the best form he's been in for a few years. So for me, he's been a big part of Chelsea's resurgence. Um, I did do an honorable mention for Cole Palmer. Uh, for me, I, I can't pick him as their as their most outstanding player. I know he's got four goals. I don't know how many of them are penalties. I think it's at least three. So Two. when he starts, if he's scoring those goals from, you know, 
from from play, then yeah, I, I would I would certainly see him as a leader. But he has settled in very well, shows a lot of composure, and the fact that that he wants that penalty responsibility shows a lot of belief in his own ability. So I do think moving forward, he's going to be a great signing for them, which isn't bad considering Poch didn't ask for him. So that was uh, decent. I also <laughs> have another final honourable mention for Thiago Silva. Um, for me, that yeah. guy just does not get old. I, it, I don't know how, he's 38, 39 now. And he just he still always looks a threat from, from set plays um, and just marshals that team. I know they've got big characters in there. They've got Enzo in the middle of midfield. But for me, Thiago Silva also deserves an honourable mention just for leading from the front and still playing at the level that he is for the age that he is. What do you reckon, Steve? Yeah, you've um, you've basically covered all the all the players that I've, <laughs> I've got down. I've got I've got four Sorry, players mate. down here. Um, I did mention Cole Palmer. Um, for me, I don't think he's quite their best player of the season so far because he has he's made nine appearances, but I don't think they've all been starts or anything like that. Most of them have been off the bench. Um, yeah, um, four goals, four assists. So, you know, he's, he's, he, and he, does look, he does look good. He's fitted in really well. We've discussed that again on the pod. Um, Connor Gallagher, who I think I've apologised for in, or two in the past, that I couldn't really see what he um, what he did. But, yeah, he's, he's played all 12 games, four assists, 18 chances created. 2.8 tackles per game one um I'll I'll, I'll leave Sterling to last because I think this this the, the one that I would have gone for um and I haven't I will have any abuse Wade was Thiago Silva um I think the one thing that Chelsea have missed big time has been somebody to lead them and be a leader now that comes in all different forms and perhaps Perhaps I'm being a little bit unfair on Sterling because I don't really see him as being a leader in the true sense of, you know, getting hold of players, pulling them about, you know, telling them what what to do as such. But Thiago Silva has just been a bit of a rock this season for Chelsea in the last few games, certainly. Not perhaps early season. 12 games, one goal, uh, 3.8 clearances a game, 1.1 tackles one. But he's just like a Rolls-Royce of a defender. He just... He's just one of them players, like you say, never get, never seems to get old. Um, but I'll be swayed by you boys because Sterling has been, he has been, you know, back to back to the form he showed probably early days at Liverpool, at times at Man City, and I actually didn't think he would be because I actually thought he'd lost his way completely when he went to Chelsea. So he has again another player has proved me wrong, perhaps. Um, yeah, sixteen chances created. Which again is another stat that's you know probably overlooked a little bit sometimes. Yeah, he's he's been he's been really good. Four goals, one assist. Um, probably you think he should have more assists, perhaps. But perhaps if he wasn't playing up front with sure Jackson, perhaps he would have <laughs> <Absolutely>. done. <laughs> that's your that's your that's your that's that's led to that. that. That's what I thought as well. Um, no. So yeah, so Potts I'm has happy. Improved him though, hasn't he? Potts has improved Sterling. He's got no, he's even, if a, he's just, just, even if it's just his life. mindset. He's got him back. He's got him back engaged. And he seems to be enjoying his football. I actually don't think I've ever seen him smile as much as I have at Chelsea. Like he doesn't seem to smile in general anyway, but he seems to be yeah. happy, even though they're tenth. So for me, yeah. that, that's a big reflection on on the myth that it's Pochettino. So Ah yeah. yeah. Chelsea are only gonna get stronger, aren't they? You know, they're only yeah. gonna get stronger and stronger and stronger. Um 
maybe maybe Potch isn't the myth that uh, the big GK thinks he is. So uh, yeah, <laughs> right. So just to run yeah. through who we've got. Um, well, my pick effectively Sheffield United. We've got Oliver Norwood. Um, I think probably because we were best of a bad bunch in some respects. Um, Nottingham Forest. We've got Big Taiwo Awanyi. Um, the Corey for Everton was what we come up with. Um, Anthony Gordon for Newcastle um, and Sterling for Chelsea. Um, obviously, anybody watching, if you disagree, please put your comments in. We'll reply to all your comments. No problem at all. Um, please do like and subscribe. As I say, we do a pod every Monday, a review every Friday. Um, you know, the, the subscribers are getting up there and we're really chuffed with everyone we get. So please do you know, like and subscribe and put that notification bell on. Um, and we'll see you on the next one. Cheers, lads. Cheers.